Hello, my friends. Welcome back. Today, it is another catch-up episode. Johnny and Yousef from propanefitness.com join me as we talk about the biggest things happening in our lives, which includes Joe Rogan moving to Spotify. I know a lot of you have had questions about what we think about it. My Instagram got inundated when I did a bit of an announcement that I wasn't too happy about it, so I get to tell you all of my thoughts after a little bit of time to reflect. Johnny tells us about his new morning ritual. Ritual, ritual, ritual. Uh, Yusuf tells us about, what's he tell us about? Sleeping with some weird titanium shit in his ears. I don't know. It's just a good catch-up episode. In other news, we hit 20,000 subs on YouTube, which is pretty cool considering that we're doing real long-form videos and we're not that bothered about the video platform this year. The goal is to dominate audio as much as we can, but it feels pretty gratifying to hit 20,000. And upon reflecting on that, myself and Video Guy Dean have been considering starting a Patreon so that you guys can get involved with supporting the show so that you can actually have some direct contact with us and potentially even contribute to the direction that the show goes in. Also, get some access to exclusive content and stuff like that. We haven't really made a decision. It's just an idea at the moment about Patreon. So yeah, let me know what you think. If you would be interested in that, give me a message. It would be pretty cool. This episode is brought to you by Crafted London. Finding men's jewellery that doesn't suck is very difficult and Crafted London have nailed it. They're the number one men's jewellery company worldwide. They're sweatproof, waterproof, heatproof, and gym proof. They've got custom designs in gold and silver, necklaces, chains, pendants, bracelets, rings, and earrings. If you've seen me on any of the big cinema episodes on YouTube wearing a necklace, it will always be from Crafted. I absolutely love it. It works with formal wear, casual wear, whether it's daytime or nighttime. All of the pieces are super high quality. The designs are great, and uh, I love them. That's It's all I wear. Also, they have an unlimited lifetime guarantee. So if your piece breaks for any reason at any point during the entire life of the product, they will give you a new one for free. Get a 15% discount site-wide on everything by going to bit.ly slash cdwisdom and using the code MW15 at checkout. That's bit.ly slash letter C, letter D, wisdom and MW15 at checkout. All right, quick maths. The less that your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have, the more money that you keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce the costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, and HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite, and you are improving efficiency by bringing all your business processes into one platform. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move, so do the maths and see how you will profit with NetSuite. Back by pop demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash modern right now. That's netsuite.com slash modern. This episode is brought to you by AG1. AG1 is a daily foundational nutrition supplement that supports whole body health. Even with the best diet in the world, it is hard to make sure that you get everything that you need. And through a science-driven formulation of vitamins, probiotics, and whole food sourced nutrients, AG1 delivers comprehensive support for the brain, gut, 
and immune system. This is why Joe Rogan and Lex Friedman and Dr. Andrew Huberman and Tim Ferriss are all massive fans. They have tried every other product out there like I have, and this is by far the best one available. Since 2010, AG1 have improved the formula 52 times in the pursuit of making the best foundational nutrition supplement possible through high quality ingredients and rigorous standards. Also, there's a 90-day money-back guarantee, so you can buy it and try it for 89 days. And if you don't like it, they'll just give you your money back. Head to drinkag1.com slash modernwisdom for that 90-day money-back guarantee, a year's free supply, vitamin D, five free travel packs, and more. That's drinkag1.com slash modernwisdom. But for now, we're going to talk about the biggest stuff in the world of podcasting, Johnny's new mornings, and Yusuf putting stuff in his ears. It's time for catch-up. Johnny and Yusef from propanefitness.com. What's happening? What is happening? You well? Very good. We've had a we've had an extended sound check. <laughs> you, you, you guys crispy now. You guys started shouting limericks at me down the down the line. It was very mm. interesting. It, it's just because I am not the pheasant plucker. I'm only his mate, and I'm standing in for the pheasant plucker because the pheasant plucker's late. <laughs> it was so good. I had no idea that that was what you were going to sound check. I just asked you to count to five. That's like getting a six-nugget chicken nugget meal and finding out that there's seven nuggets in it. That's exactly That's always what it is. Okay, how do you feel about, you know, when you have like a pack of Monster Munch? This is a very like year five problem. Um, and then at the bottom, you've got a ball of just pure seasoning. Oh, I don't remember that. I don't think that no, happened. Think that never happened to you. Should, it, oh, surely. you get it with like a, a Cornetto or a Flake 99. When oh, the, the chocolate, just pure chocolate. Yeah, when it's overfilled with chocolate. Like, that's, something, that's something else. Well, what's another good one is when you used to have ice gems, and then at the bottom corner of the little ice gem packet, there would just be some gems. Oh, sorry, some iced you know what I mean? Yeah. It was a little biscuit with a little squirrely thing. Ice gems are legit. Do you ever think, like, why Why would you ever stop making that? I don't think they have. I think they have just the chocolate stopped eating one them. as well. I, I've never seen them. Yeah, the chocolate one. Yeah. How much time do you spend in the confectionery aisle, though? More time than you probably expect. Really? You don't have a massive <laughs> yeah. sweet tooth? I, uh, I do. Well, do you just not indulge it when we're out for dinner? Yes. There's a really good picture of Johnny's meal from a few years ago that we have on Instagram, which was him at the end of the day realizing that he's got a certain ratio of macros to make up and couldn't make it up through normal means. And so it's what looks like a pot of yogurt with jelly tots in. But in fact, the perspective is wrong. And it's actually a kilo of yogurt with a multi bag of fruit pastels in it. Is it not the double? Or did you not used to do stuff with double deckers as well? Yeah, the double deck. Yeah, uh, Johnny, can you give me another like just a tiny little twist on your gain, bro? Just a little bit, just a little bit. Seth's moved his mic in, so he's a little bit uh, louder. Anyway, we are so after that two-minute intro, we are doing another catch-up episode, just catching the fudge up, finding out what's been going on. Number one on the list, the biggest news in the world, apart from the pandemic that's running right outside, uh, Joe Rogan moving to Spotify. So. 
anybody who doesn't know what's gone on, Joe Rogan has signed an exclusive long-year deal, multi-year deal, probably three or four years with Spotify. The rumored amount was 100 mil. Now, I don't know if that's 100 mil a year or 100 mil total, but either way, it's a significant amount of money. It's the largest amount of money that a podcast has ever been paid for a platform exclusive. And I think that there's probably quite a lot of implications for what's going on here. So I'll give you a little bit of background. Um, Rogan announces that he's moving the entire podcast to Spotify. Every old episode will remain on YouTube, on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, wherever else you tune in. Um, but from the end of the year, it will be new episodes will only exist on Spotify. And Spotify are going to create a video platform exclusive, like create a video hosting platform in the Just app. Just well, I'm presuming they will roll it out thereafter. But um, like on Apple Podcasts at the moment, you can actually create video podcasts. Brian Rose, Breakdancing in They've the Stairwell. They've had that for a from, while. We, we did it ages ago, but it rams your uh, your allowance. Your storage up, yeah, on your, on your hosting platform. So, yeah, um, Spotify say that they're going to do that. All of Rogan's old stuff. But this means no more YouTube. It means no more Apple Podcasts. He will continue to upload some clips to YouTube on the JRE Clips channel, which is good, I guess, for him, for the searchability, virality, uh, people discovering the podcast. Um, but full episodes, the only place that you can get them for presumably the next couple of years at the very least is going to be Spotify. That's audio and video. Um, and then they, he announced that the Spotify share price closed 8% up that night and then the next day did another 10%. So Spotify paid what is rumored, he hasn't said it, Spotify paid around about 100 mil for Joe Rogan and increased their market cap by 5 billion. So that's a 5,000 times return. 5,000? good move. 500. 500? No. 50? Yeah. Oh, my God. 100 million. It's yeah, best to not. Best not. Whatever. Well, it's because it's yeah. America million and, and UK billion as well, right? Because There's imperial measurements, isn't it? Yeah, mm. I know. How, how many is it? Can you tell me that in old money, please? What is it in stone? Yeah. It's, it's 17 stone. pounds and four ounces. So, uh, yeah, Rogan's made this move 100 million to increase your market cap by 5 billion. No matter how many times that is, I know that's a good deal. Um, some of the other interesting things, Spotify pledged to spend 500 mil on podcast acquisitions during 2020. Now, a big chunk of that's gone on Rogan, but I don't know whether you guys know that they bought Anchor last year. Anchor Lever, without I, you. I, 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 I can't, I Anchor Lever it. I Anchor Lever it. You mean Anchor like the, the butter manufacturer? Yes, and them. <laughs> they bought every business that has the name Anchor. Anchor. Now, every what, is sh- what is Anchor? Uh, so Anchor is a podcast hosting uh, platform. It's one of these new ones. So you, are you guys still on Libsyn? No, you're on Blueberry. We're all the, over the, place, the better man. podcast platform. The one that no one uses that always breaks but on the you. The one that all of WordPress uses uh, that's never broken. That's a lie. Don't lie. Um, anyway, <laughs> so it's similar to that, but there's this new wave of podcast hosting platform like Anchor. And what they allow you to do is actually create and edit your podcasts in the web app. So it's like GarageBand integrated into. So you upload your single file, you can clip stuff, you can add in intros, outros, upload your uh, media library and stuff like that. 
see that there's a lot of low-hanging fruit for that and it's it's mad that it's taken this long given where we are in the curve of podcasts mm. for something like that to come but along and have... i think this that there's a lot of stuff related to the the spotify joe rogan takeover that has pointed out like how how many gaps there are in like really obvious gaps that you could easily take over. I've got, I've got, some, I've got some, some cool stuff for you guys to think about, and I, I can't wait to hear your thoughts on this. And also, everybody that's listening, I want to hear what you think. This is a big move. We are, myself, Johnny, and Yusuf are, are very interested in terms of both creators and consumers in the podcasting space. So it's like, it is the biggest news that's probably going to happen for quite a while. Um, Patrick Bet Davies from Valuetainment reckons that within the next five years, we'll see a $1 billion uh, podcaster deal, which probably doesn't seem too ridiculous, considering that Rogan's already managed to get a million, uh, sorry, a, a hundred million for his deal. Um, so yeah, what you get with these sorts of hosting platforms like Anchor FM, so to not get too sort of nerdy into it, currently what most podcasts use is the RSS feed. So you upload a file and then that distributes to wherever you're listening to this. So it distributes to Apple Podcasts and Stitcher and Spotify actually is one of those. But the way that it works is it has a single file which is hosted, which is unmovable and unchanging. And then that gets sent out. It's a, a syndicated to all of these different platforms, right? They're just an RSS, a glorified RSS reader. Um, the what Spotify is intending on doing now that it's got Anchor as this create Anchor lever, one, now that it's got that as its creation platform, they have started to introduce dynamically targeted ads mid roll during podcasts. So if you ever listen to True Geordie, it, it, this is what I fucking hate, and this is a big implication for people that listen to podcasts, right? Listen to True Geordie, and halfway through, there'll just be an advert for WH Smith's, read by some fella, like studio quality. <laughs> like, have you subscribed to your most recent uh, edition of Gardening World? Well, why don't you head over to WH Smith's today and get five pounds off with the code uh, True Geordie? So Man, so this fuck is, this is podcasts. Spotify that just can interrupt anyone's podcast and put in their own advert no no technically no so what will happen and this is what i think will happen with rogan rogan was making somewhere between not including youtube ad revenue he was making somewhere between 50 grand and 150 grand per episode on his based on his cpm he does about 150 million downloads per month he'll have discounts on the long-term deals people that's been with him for years like stamps.com have been with him for seven years um on it won't pay as much because he's a partner there etc etc but Cash App has been with him for forever, yeah. Um, I think Squarespace as well, or, or like Wix or something. Mm. Um, so what will happen, I don't think Rogan will be doing any more pre-roll podcast ads. I don't think he'll need to. Spotify might have even stipulated that he's not allowed to as a part of this deal. But what you will potentially start to see if you're not on Spotify Premium is that you will be targeted with dynamic ads put mid-roll into the podcast and what this means is that we're moving from, I saw this analogy online, and this is kind of the bit I wanted to give over to you guys. I saw this analogy on the, on the internet where someone said, podcasting at the moment feels like the internet in the early 2000s, before everything was syndicated, before there was Google targeting uh, and tracking pixels and Facebook ads and retargeting and all this sort of stuff, where people were just saying, that looks like the sort of site or podcast that my audience listens to because being honest like 
modern wisdom is now venturing into this world we've got every episode now has got a sold out pre-roll ad and I'm very fortunate some of the partners I work with Aleco, Protein Works, Fitbook, Tailored Athlete, Reebok you know like huge Surfshark VPN big companies that are prepared to pay like great money to be there but they're just looking at me and going yeah yeah you you look you you look like yeah yeah young people that's what young people like <laughs> isn't it yeah give me a bit of the young people but that's not like that's not actually how targeting works and that's not what advertisers want like using a fucking discount code to track sales like what would you say johnny if i was like oh the most sophisticated format we have here is that someone's got to enter this particular bit of text well, the, wor- the worst thing about it is that, like, you're relying on the person reading out an advert for you. You know, like, you're spending all this money, and then the way that's delivered is you basically send someone a, a text file that they have to read at the start of the podcast. You think, well, that's like, that- is that the... Mm, that being said, I think that... So there's two types of ads. There's dynamic and there's baked in. So mm-hmm. the baked in ads, the host, host-read pre-rolls, are more expensive... And that's because making the host put it in their own words converts better. So me saying, this is what I like about the protein works because I do. This is why I enjoy the t- tailored athlete. This is why Surfshark VPN gets you access to Netflix's library or what I use it for bridges the gap between. Uh, yeah, it's, it's not so jarring. It's not just a dude talking about WH Smith, just like, whoa, what's that? Yeah. The, the difficulty is that when someone's heard an advert or even like a, a baked in thing, as you as you said, and it's like, oh, remember to go to tim.blog forward slash wealthfront forward slash tim forward slash 50. Yeah, you're you're it, like, you? like, I'm driving. I'm not going to remember that URL you to go and... Remembered it, though. Well, you did, you did. Whatever, <laughs> I, I, mean, I butchered it, but mm. like to come home and, and also not, not only remember the URL, but also remember that you even wanted to go and check that out. Whereas if you're on a platform, you know, like you're on Instagram, you'll be interrupted by an advert and you'll just go and click on it straight away and probably leave the platform ah, if it's something you're interested in. So that in. Spotify might have not only a dynamic ad that gets put in at particular sections throughout the podcast, but then that ad might be matched with some sort of visual link. That well, that's what they do currently because I think I'm the only, only one out of the three of us that's still on Spotify You're the free. only person in the world that doesn't pay for Spotify, yeah. <laughs> but you'll have a you'll have a third-party app, I imagine, that blocks the advert. Spotify free. Have... Yep, there, there we go. go. Do you know why I know uh, that? It's because I have just finished the Lifehacks Volume 1 Ultimate Lifehacks list. Over, right. over 200 Lifehacks, every Lifehack that we've ever featured. So anything that you do now, I know it. Because I've had to go back through and write a little, a little description of what it is. You get release radar, you sir. Yeah, it's good. What is that? Yeah, discover what's release radar. It's, it's a curated playlist of stuff that you might like. It's actually it, it's one of the most impressive things about machine learning and kind of algorithms yeah. that I've found because, like, such a high proportion of the songs in release radar. I really like and it's not just like oh you like young people music so I'll put some of the young people stuff in it it's like, like it's a, really carefully done yeah I'd like a podcast release radar or like a discover weekly so like release uh, radar is okay. like usually it's a it's a, a selection so if you think about like I know there's maybe a, a list of podcasts at the moment people maybe only listen to a few take it forward five years people will probably be listening to even more podcasts you've got a curated list of like here are the most popular releases from the podcast you typically listen to in a list for you to just kind of work through as a playlist. Mm. Well, the problem is, Johnny, I need you to put more gain on, bro, if that's all right. 
Um, the problem is that at the moment, as a advertiser or even as a podcaster, like, I don't really know who listens to this show. I have an idea of who listens to this show based on the Instagram DMs. I can look at the YouTube demos because they go quite in depth because you've got to sign up with your full account, gender, blah, 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 location. But really, you're just like shooting blind and just hoping that the content lands with people. And from a targeting perspective, that's obviously quite a big deal. Um, so yeah, I just think I was originally kind of like, oh God, it's a big change. I don't listen to podcasts on Spotify. I prefer Apple Podcasts because it's native, because it's very, very smooth. Um, also losing YouTube and losing the YouTube comments on episodes. Like, I don't comment ever but I enjoy looking at what goes on and I like to hear how it lands with other people. Um, but, you know, if Spotify see that and they're able to then create a platform which kind of reflects what's going on there, I guess that could be quite fun. Yeah. I, the more I think about it, I think the thing I was most sad about was the video, the loss of video. Is my mic okay now, by the way? Lovely. The, the loss of, like, because I, I quite like, so for example, like the latest Elon Musk Joe Rogan podcast. Like I got. I've watched the video. I, I haven't watched the whole thing, but I'm watching the video rather than mm. listening to it. And for so, some reason, go on. Does Sorry. this mean that you can only watch the video on Spotify platform, or that you have to pay a premium uh, Joe Rogan subscription to see? No. So his you videos? you will you will be able to watch or listen to Joe Rogan for free on Spotify, whether you have Spotify free or premium. However, I think if you don't have Spotify Premium, you will be hit with dynamic mid-roll ads. Sure. So I, I heard rumors that the whole podcast was going to become a premium one, um, but I don't think that would be no. in he his says, interest. In his, in his uh, announcement about it, he says he stipulates that's not what's happening. Right. It's, yeah. And it's, Any- uh, I think from his perspective, like he's getting 100 million. I don't think he's thought of this as a big like strategic move of the war between iTunes and Spotify and Netflix. And I think he's just been like, yeah, 100 million. It's that'll... like, does, does that now exceed the value of what I would expect to gain from continuing? Because like at the moment, his revenue model is hinged on production. Whereas it sounds like with Spotify, like as long as you are exclusive to us and continue just enjoying, mm-hmm. like doing what you probably enjoy doing most in your life, then here's 100 million. Well, regardless of what you listen on, I know, Yusuf, you've kind of moved through a few different podcasting apps, but me and Johnny use Apple Podcasts. No matter what it is that you listen on now, you have to listen on Spotify. So it's quite a big signal from them to just say, look, this is the size of our penis. Our penis is so large, we've taken the biggest podcaster on the planet. Not only have we, because he, was, he wasn't even on Spotify. So if you go on to Spotify now and search Joe Rogan, he hasn't got a single episode except for the new trailer, which is like just a audio version of the announcement that he made on, on Instagram. And mm. um, like for them to say, not only- so They've gone we, from zero to exclusive. Yeah, 100%. Spotify. Yeah, and that is a huge move. Now, from my side, again, thinking about the fact that we're starting to slowly monetize this podcast and dealing with partners that I really love, like Joe's just told the world how much value is in podcasting and podcasters. Like every podcaster that's listening, whatever you're currently charging for your CPM, like treble it because Rogan's just just said that he's worth a hundred million and made Spotify five billion in two days. It's yeah. a very smart move from Spotify. It's huge. Very much so clever. I, I wonder whether Apple did a counter bid, or if they were just like, "Oh bollocks!" Like we've just lost Joe. I can't see. I can't see them doing it, man. I could see. I, don't think they care. I could see them going to YouTube. 
speaking to Google and saying, look, I'm potentially leaving. What do you want to do? Um, but he keeps on getting censored on there. So, for instance, he can't stream other people's content. You know, mm-hmm. he's always like, Jamie, don't put that up. We'll get to it. Or Jamie's always like, don't put that up. We'll get taken down and you, stuff like that. Yeah, YouTube are brutal. And, and they just don't care because even Joe Rogan is just such a small proportion of their total traffic. They're just like, whatever. It's, it's but, isn't it? Yeah. But I'm, I'm surprised about Apple not putting in a, not throwing their hat in that ring because, so I just got a year of Apple TV for free. And Johnny's mentioned how they've really like thrown in some really high profile actors and just plowed budget into their stuff to really try and like catch up with Netflix and with Amazon TV. What was it called? Amazon Prime, Prime TV or something mm-hmm. like, so they're really aggressively diving into these spaces and for them to just lose someone exclusively to Spotify when there's this constant, you know, the back and forth, court cases that spotify and apple have where yeah they're spotify not wouldn't allow siri them. and stuff like that yeah so because like how do you listen to spotify you have to open the app you can't just be like on what though an apple device so like they don't care yeah just, like, like when you own the infrastructure that spotify needs like it doesn't really matter what spotify <laughs> do like if yeah. they get your own like, oh, brilliant cool. and when you're making what was the figure i sent you 10 billion in whatever that oh was, yeah 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 in airpod sales Mate. Like wrap, wrap your head around that figure. So, so you're listening to Joe Rogan on Spotify on your Apple iPhone <laughs> with, with your Apple AirPods. So <laughs> just thinking, fuck, Apple, Apple have really missed, a, missed an opportunity here. Like, <laughs> And one day they could just be like, oh, sorry, Spotify is broken on Apple iPhones now. Oh, what yeah. a shame. Oh, you're going to have to use... Oh, it's, the, it's, the guy, it's the guy sat in the, in the rocking chair in the corner smoking a cigar while everyone else has an argument, isn't it? It's just like... <laughs> Like wins regardless. Yeah, and, and then it, he yeah. just he just does the, he just does this and just goes <laughs> like that, and then his driver comes over, and then he leaves. Just puts his hand in the air, just one finger in the air, raises it, and then he departs. And, and everyone when, knows when he leaves, the entire building and everyone else disappears. Conversations, <laughs> conversations over. Yeah, exactly. Game, game is over. Okay, so that's that's my thoughts on Rogan, man. Like, I, I was real hesitant when it first happened, and I put a story up um, that got. I don't think I've ever had so many replies, like hundreds of replies to me being sad about Joe Rogan changing. Main reason I was sad was because he promised he'd never go platform exclusive on the show. I'm like, people's priorities change. I get that. I just hope that it doesn't damage the the quality of the content, you know, because he's, he's my sort of podcasting role model. He's the person that I've taken the most inspiration from. He's who I listen to the most consistently um, across time. And I just don't want the show to be to be damaged you know like people don't listen to him because of the fucking platform they don't listen to him because of the ads they listen to him because of the quality of the content and if this Mm -hmm. enables him to put out better content then i'm happy to pay the price of a little bit more friction of having to use spotify yeah well it's it's kind of it's behavior change isn't it as a as a consumer of the information because like something i've noticed over the past two years my my youtube usage usage has gone up like i would never have really like sat and watched a youtube video before um but there are things now that i'll happily sit and watch like a 10 15 20 minute video what like um and i think i can see myself i don't use spotify for podcasting at the moment or listening to podcasts but why did day goes by when i don't use spotify Spotify. why not like what what what's the tech friction that's stopping you from using it's just the it's just the like the ui like it's not as it's not as easy to navigate between podcasts. Do you, do you know how to get onto podcasts on Spotify? There's a like it's in the arse end of your library, in the back end of the tabs. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, so I want a dedicated a Spotify podcasts app. So I, I think this would be a good thing for the UI as well, because if people start flocking to it, there's going to be pressure on their development team to make it more user-friendly. Because if, like, and con- considering how simple these apps are all to use, if you're still not wanting to use it because of that, they're going to have to make a change. Otherwise, at, like, people can... At scale like, as well, billions of people using these apps. Imagine and, the support tickets. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, excuse <laughs> me, mate, I can't get on the Joe Rogan. Yeah, it, it doesn't even bear thinking about, does it? Um, I imagine they... Does, like, Apple have a support inbox? They've just got a team of Irish geniuses that... Genie call genie that call you back. They they do. They love a phone call, don't they? They just want to get you off. I tell you what. So I'm I'm going to start as I keep on teasing out, and as Greg McEwen uh, red pilled me on my own show about blogging, uh, I'm going to start writing. And I spoke to Medium. So I went on. This is so fucking mad, right? I went on to Medium to register Chris Will X, just my social handle. I'm going to go on there. Went on, tried to register it. This username is not available. Holy fucking shit, has someone taken my... Like, no one else wants that. It's very specific. Went on, searched, 404. I was like, hang on, so why is there a 404 error if I put medium.com slash Chris Willex in? Emailed them, asked for a support ticket. Within 12 hours, they've come back to me and said, actually, because we're owned by Twitter, when we started Medium, we registered every verified Twitter's handle on Medium so that it was reserved for that person. I can see that your Twitter account is linked to your Medium account. Would you like me to change that handle over for you? I was like, fucking yes, bro. How cool is that? So they're owned by Twitter? Twitter bought Medium about four or five years ago. I, I, I love when that. you just hear about like, oh yeah, Uber bought KFC and <laughs> Twitter <laughs> bought Medium and Facebook bought WhatsApp and like, so the Telegram have bought or have created their own version of Medium, which is really interesting, but it's all obviously like blockchain verified and like super tech nerdy Telegram's stuff. Telegram's just for people who worry a lot, isn't it? Basically. Have you been or on people Signal? Who are doing naughty have you been on yeah. Signal? Double speed voice messages. Oh, it's the, the perfect feature. What did you say, Chris? Signal. Have you been on Signal? That's like super secure, isn't it? Signal's another step up from Telegram. That's for like hitmen. No, no. So that's Wicker. Wicker. Have you you heard of Wicker? W-I-C-K-R. So you can't have messages that don't delete after five days on Wicker. You You can't take screenshots. No one uses their own their, their real name. You have to have Face ID to even access the app. You can't turn it off. Like, mate, it's... The thing is, like, what's the incentive of the person who's created that app? Like, let's make something where everyone puts their really top secret stuff in and we'll just tell them it gets deleted. Like, if I was going to harvest people's data, I'd go to that place. Well, That's who I'd be. It's what Edward Snowden suggested people use for messaging. You know, if you're in some war-torn country and you want to... Get your words out. Organize a, a, a freedom rally Send or whatever. You're supposed to do. Supposed to do it on on Wicker. Yeah. So if you were a government and you wanted to create an app that might warn you about uprisings, might it look something like Wicker? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> probably. Probably would. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I, I, that that Medium thing. I've started writing on Medium as well through the mobile app. And now this I know is is total catastrophe, but I just wanted to see what the what the writing process was like, man, it's so good. Like, I, I'm going to guess both of you will have the app. 
Yeah, no. not got the iPhone up, but okay. we've, we've well, got a Medium account. It's, yeah, it's worth it's worth just downloading it just for like to have a play around on your next break or whatever. And anyone that's got Medium on their phone, just press the thing in the middle at the bottom, which is like the create. The writing experience is so beautiful. It's, it's simplest thing in the world. I was just like, I, you can just tell it's made by Twitter, you know. But like, it's already a losing game if you're writing a blog post on your phone. Yeah, like, but if you were I'm, stuck I'm, on I'm a plane or whatever, like that, over here, like, yeah. <laughs> You're gonna get a. Uh, I've got a, a hook for a hand as well. So man who look like Captain Hook, like Captain Hook. Um, hook. you you're gonna get a plus sized phone next time. Is that right? Did you say that, Seth? You were considering getting the bigger screen version. Oh no, so the smaller one. Smaller one. That was it. No, but next time, did you not say you were going to upgrade and get the bigger one? I'll I'll get the iPhone 12, whatever that is. Just the, the one with the best camera. I don't care about screens. Well, I prefer a smaller screen. However, you know what's really annoying? Since I've gone from, this is such a first world problem. Like This is like Hit the us. epitome. iPhone 11, slightly bigger than iPhone 11 Pro. I gave my mum the iPhone 11, got the iPhone 11 Pro, which is this one. Three cameras. Oh, did you? I didn't yeah, know that. So that, that's it. Mm-hmm. How did you um, do that? Just swapped it over. She she needed a new phone, so I just did bought a handset. You bought another handset. Handset. Yeah, did like a three way switcheroo. Oh, okay. Um, but it's because it's like slightly slightly smaller. It used to be that in scrub pockets, the iPhone 11 like pushes it out and keeps it stable, whereas now because it's just got a little bit of leeway, every time you bend over or flex your hips or anything, it falls out rattling and, around, and, and they're just covered in COVID just all over the oh, the phone. You're like, oh, great. That's so. Beautiful. That is awful. So, okay, we've talked about Rogan. We've talked about how cool Medium is. Uh, what's been going on in your lives? What we what we catching up about? Made a list of things. That you made a list of things. This is like, like life. Three things. Three things that have happened in my life. No, life. I'm joking. One hundred and one. None of them are very interesting. Well, that doesn't matter. I'm going to find them interesting. Well, we'll see. We will see. Um, I have been experimenting with. Morning pages. Has anybody ever done that before? By Julia I, Cameron, like the method of morning pages. You know who's like, on this? Who's on the podcast on Friday? Is it? Is it the lady who Julia Cameron? Five million books sold, translated into one hundred and forty languages. Martin Scorsese is the testimonial on the inside cover of her book. Julia, well, you Cameron. can ask her. You can ask her about it. I the can. artist's way. The is artist's that way. That's where morning pages yeah. is from. Yeah. Yeah. So I've I've bought it and I'm using it every day. Chris, should we should we drop off? We'll have a chat about what he just said, and then we can we can come back. Yeah, I don't think you're telling the truth. <laughs> I'm I'm not. I just I, I just thought it might upset Chris because he bought me a really nice copy of the five minute six minute diary, and it's just I mean, been under my I, table. In, still in, in, the in my defense, in my defense and your defense, I didn't buy you it. They're a sponsor of the podcast, and I got it for free. So. Still, it was a heartfelt gift, and it was probably a task for you inside the six-minute diary to give him to give you a copy of the six-minute well, diary. He, he very clever, isn't he it? Started it, reading it and was like, "Oh, this is this is actually really well researched." Obviously, you had like enough momentum to overcome thirty pages of inertia, but you don't start writing until page sixty, and he hasn't got another amount of momentum to get him out of precisely. I can imagine like the, you'll be sat there like. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like you're looking at it and go. Like, <laughs> 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 
zoom in, zoom got, in on his face, man. You've got to be, you've got to be caught in the like. I think if you don't, it's it's like someone who watches a magician do a trick who just the entire time thinks it's fake. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, doesn't matter how good it is. Like, no, it was on, it was up your sleeve, it was yeah. under your shoe, and you just, I think you just look at it as like it is a physical book that I have to use in the morning to write down three things that I'm happy about. Yeah. So I, th- this may affect your explicit rating, and if so, I'm very sorry, but my flatmate the other, like a couple of years ago, was like, Yusuf, you come across as such a kind, lovely, compassionate, nice guy, but deep down, you're just an intolerant cunt. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, I think that's, I can't really disagree with that. It's because it's, it connects to, well, it's the architecture of a scoby problem the, isn't it? the problem l scob yeah. yeah okay so morning pages you've been Sorry, doing Johnny, how have you creative you, artists way creative process are you feeling more creative so i don't i don't i wasn't using it for that reason i i'll tell you how i heard about it so we interviewed a guy called ali abdal i think i'm probably mis- mispronouncing his name he's a uh a, a doc junior doctor with a huge youtube channel he does a lot about makes a lot of videos about kind of productivity and that sort of thing he linked to a Tim Ferriss podcast where Tim Ferriss talks about morning pages as a style of journaling, journaling. And it's this thing that he recommends of like step one, get everything like it's like monkey mind out down on paper before you move into planning or like coming up with a plan. The theory being if you sit down like journal or plan your day, but you're in like default setting in your OS, you'll just default to like negative planning, mm-hmm. seeing downsides of things and being reactive rather than proactive. So what what I from to be honest, there's not very many resources. So I'm looking forward to this podcast. Is that from googling it and looking on YouTube, there's a lot of like fairly average, apart from Tim's video, fairly average guides on how to do it. But when I suppose when it when you boil it down, you open a book and you just write whatever you're, was kind of on your mind for three pages um, by hand, and you start thinking, oh, this never know. But like people, I think there's an analogy of like that's like saying. Um, I'm stressed, so the way I'm going to deal with stress is like drive at 100 miles an hour and drink loads of coffee. Like <laughs> the idea is you're you're slowing it down. Yeah. So you get, by writing, you have to slow the process down. So you it's do that. Amish approach, isn't it? It's the reason that the Amish are like fucking touted as productivity gurus. Because they just have to write everything. We move a little bit slower than most people, you know. And it's always filmed. There's always like cuts to a wide shot of them on the back of the cart behind the man riding on top of the horse. We we like to move. A little slower here. You're like, <laughs> fucking hell, mate. Yeah, you talk slower as well. So um, I've never seen that reference at all, Chris. So I just was wondering that whether you were okay. It's in Cal Newport's book, man. It's in Cal Newport's it? book. Yeah, yeah. Shows how much I pay attention. Um, but yeah, so that and then into kind of a, a second journaling practice, which would be like planning planning my day. Um, I've, I have been doing it long enough to, to I think, say anything negative or positive about it but it does feel quite it does feel like you're kind of letting a bit of the air out a little bit you know like you kind of do it and you're like oh that feels a bit better i don't really know why but like you kind of wake up and there's like stuff you want to just and it kind of oh. i think <laughs> that's i think that's really cool the only the only challenge is going to be that like it writing handwriting three pages even at like oh, a5 must take what 15 minutes so Full disclosure, I've been doing like a page and a bit. So like I'll, I, frankly, like to, to write three pages, and maybe this is an error, to write three pages, I'd have to almost like sit and Force. think of stuff to, to write out. about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
So a page and a half probably takes like five, ten minutes. Mm-hmm. In like a little moleskin, moleskin thing. A5 imagine book. imagine uh, how cool, I know it goes against the fact you've got to write it by hand, but how cool would it be if you could just dictate it on your morning walk? You know, like yeah. as thoughts come up. To, to be honest, that's probably, that's probably just as good. I think if you're, if you're like getting your laptop out and typing it, it does defeat the point a little bit, I think. Yeah. So. Well, you want to be, the, the point is that you just want low stimulus, focus on the yeah. thing that's going on. Yeah, okay, that's, that's, a pretty, that's a pretty cool thing to have started doing, man. And it's timely given that Julia's coming on the podcast at the end yeah. of this week. Man, yeah, yeah. this woman, five million books. She'll be by far the best-selling author I've ever had. Like, she pisses all over Robert Greene. That is so mad. I've only heard of it because of Tim Ferriss. 1992 it came out. Right, oh, well, that might be why. Well, that's God, it? She's done some volume, actually. Bro, Christ. 1992. She's written 40 books and like almost all of them, including the ones about prayer, are bestsellers. Mental. I'm like, I messaged my mum about it this morning because mum's doing a lot more right, uh, drawing. And I was like, mum, I got this lady on, this Julia Cameron lady. And uh, she used to go out with, or she, she was married to like some insane director as well, like some top, top level, not Martin Scorsese, some top, top level director as well. Anyway, uh, Scope, what have you been doing? Anything? morning stuff so i've set an automated script um on mac to just keep wi-fi off until 10 a.m so that means that when i wake up wi-fi is already off i don't need to like to do that admittedly there's been a lot of emergencies recently where we've had to we've had to undo that desperately but, tethering it to your phone yeah you're like oh but uh yeah so the Along, it's on a similar vein of like creating a bit of space in the morning because I think, and luckily we're in a privileged position to wake up and be so passionate about what we're doing that you are just like pulling at the reins to try and yeah. get started with what you're doing. But it's very easy then to just get pulled off into urgent. either the agenda of your yeah urgent inbox or whatever is the first task to come up and not actually to step back and look strategically at what you're doing. So what although, it feels like, just to interject with a, an analogy... You know the you know on Family Guy where he keeps running into the chicken. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and gets beaten up. Always fights. Well, like he like he's like that's the chicken behind the car, and then for five minutes there's a fight sequence that's really elaborate. That's how most of my days feel. Every morning, like start off with a plan, <laughs> and the chicken just like. And I, I think particularly this year has been like that so much, and you know just because we've got more demands on on us in general, and uh, so. Yeah, we're looking. We're we're hiring out now. We're we're doing a lot more in terms of um, spreading that load. But I've realised that out of the productivity uh, principles of capture, review, and do, I'm very good at capture and do, but terrible at review. Yeah, me too. And that's where things start to tank because you end up doing a lot and capturing a lot, but. It's it doesn't. Well, the yeah, reason, it the reason I think that you do that is because of the illusion of progress, right? You're like, capturing feels like doing something. Doing is doing something by definition. But reviewing just feels like, oh, well, I can get by without reviewing. Therefore, I can do more doing. That's, yeah, that's precisely it. it you know, well, if, I, if I don't like review, the, then I can do more doing. Exactly. Like, review is going to take me 90 minutes. I don't have time for that. When actually, you don't, what you don't have time for is 90 minutes of doing the wrong things. Well, I mean, this this hits the nail on the head. So I took uh, Benjamin Hardy, P. 
PhD, the number one writer on all of Medium, was on the podcast this week. Although the episode will come out in future because this is going to go out now. I apologize for the, the contra-logical way that podcast world works. But um, he gifted me his genius blogging course, which is basically how do you get 400,000 email subscribers from just blogging, which he did in the space of three years. He's a monster. That's crazy. Um, and I did the whole course in a day yesterday. And um, wow. like the main thing that he does is write the headline, iterate it 30 times, write the subheadings as many as you can, then the article will fall into place. But for every minute that you spend planning, you save yourself 10 minutes of writing. And uh, there's so many like implications about just life to do with that, you know? Like people that don't have a morning routine, they get up and think that they can crack on with their day more quickly because they haven't prepped themselves in the morning. It's like, yep. new. That's well, it's the, like the argument that people give against meditating. Like I don't have time to meditate. But then it's like the... Well, the, this is the Dalai Lama quote, isn't it? you should sit for half an hour a day, or if you don't have time, you should sit for an hour. <laughs> exactly. Okay. You're just like, ah, oh, yeah. damn it. So that, that's been the, the big lesson So uh, in, since we last caught up. Yeah. Why, why don't you just use, like, so I imagine what you're trying to block is email mainly or inbound communication. Inbound communication. Do you not yeah. find you need the internet for stuff? Sometimes, perfect. but I think sometimes that's a lie that I'm telling myself. And actually, and so this this actually this does bring me on to the next thing, which is that there's a lot of stuff that I need to do now daily to keep up with um, with the social media strategy that we're following at the minute that has to be done offline. Because if it's done online, you end up with too many distractions and low output. Chris looks very confused. I just thought that the whole concept of your guys' new social media strategy was that it was done in advance and then and then mostly automated. Half and yeah. half. What's so, the what's it? Because I've seen you replying to stuff more. Like you replied to Tiago Forte saying you don't need to like low key pretend that I'm one of your secret gurus or something. It was yeah. so, It was like, but just not a sort of tweet. I would have thought that you guys had done. So are you trying to do more automation plus more actual like viral organic like on yes. Yeah, so, so I think you have to have a combination because um, the platform wants you to play the game as it's intended to be played. And so if you are always doing tweet threads. It's not really how Twitter's intended to be, you know, it's meant to be 140 characters. So, uh, and if you're always scheduling stuff, again, it's... it's you don't get any... Inter- you're not interacting, are you? You're just yeah. broadcasting. And if, you know, if you're not, uh, if you're taking people off platform a lot, it's also not ideal. So it does need, I think, like, I see it as the embers are the, the scheduled posts. And then you go in at strategic times of the day and you bulk respond uh, or you do Instagram stories or or whatever. So creating that content in bulk, I think has to be done offline and just sit down in the same way that you would write a blog post, you know, to write a lot of tweets. Mm. Um, so that's been, <clears throat> that's been my main shift at the minute. And it seems to be working like, uh, the propane fitness, Twitter, have a look at it on there. Uh, we've, we've just been, it, it's just quite a nice platform. Once you get out of the weird corners of where everyone's just flexing about their Lamborghinis and, uh, tried unfollowing much- a big chunk of people. Anyone that mentions coffee or cold showers in their tweets, or like seven figure, uh, or that would be data. Johnny. That would be so if, it, if you had a Twitter, like Johnny. Yeah, but it's so it's precisely that I don't have a Twitter. 
I'm too busy drinking coffee and having cold showers. Nothing <laughs> is the point in the bath. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> those are the real. Those are the real cold exposure motherfuckers. The ones who are so cold that they <laughs> oh, can't the even type. Yes. I'm just in my brainstem so often <laughs> that I can't. Like, Twitter's pointless. Breathe into the brainstem. When are you going to get Wim Hof on the podcast, Chris? Oh fuck knows, man. Uh, I met a girl who works at the School of Life. Uh, shout out this Chanel. Um, met a girl who works at the School of Life and their Christmas, she told me this story, man. Their Christmas party organized by Alain de Botton, um, who is, uh, he's like owner and CEO as well. I didn't realize he's, he's like everything to that company. Um, he organized and she was telling me, it's just like a normal girl, not really into sort of self-development or whatever, and was just like, oh, so he organized this Christmas party and this guy turned up and he had a beard and he made us do loads of breathing. I was like, hang on a second can i just get a photo up of a man with a beard who does some breathing and can you tell me if that's him please and uh she's like well yes, you can do but i fell asleep three minutes into this like studio group work so he got he got them all to lie down on yoga mats it's like maybe 20 people and uh so i'm like okay can you text someone who didn't fall asleep please and ask them if it, the man that gave you small group coaching was Wim Hof. Texted them, reply came back, yes it was. I was like, you fucking fell asleep to the number one breath coach on the planet. She's like, yeah, yeah. Well, I was a bit hungover and we were going on a night out that night and this, that, and the other. I was thinking, oh. It's like someone's parked a Ferrari in your back garden and you're like, oh, that's a nice new garden shed and you start like putting your spades in it and <laughs> and you're like, yeah, it's it's been it's been an all right shed. It's a bit bit cramped, but you know, it does the job. He did a, he's done a new, you know, have you both seen the Vice documentary with him on? I imagine you both have. Yeah, quite a while. It was a while, it was quite old. Yeah, yeah. He's done another one with a YouTube channel, a very well-known YouTube channel that are known for like discomfort and stuff. So he just puts them straight into an ice cold river with very little prep. So like normally it's like three days of breath work, Fuck. building up your cold exposure. So he's like, this can be done with just the brain <laughs> and puts them straight into 10 minutes of an ice cold river in like oh, the middle of Poland. One guy's clearly like right on the, right on the limit. He's like sat, sit, looking concerned and Wim's just going, oh, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. So Wim's mental. in with them, is he? Wim's in with them, just not phased. And these guys who like find discomfort for a, li- for a living and yeah. document it are struggling. Jeez. You're like, so mad. Have mad. have either of you guys heard of Connor Murphy? Connor yes. Murphy. So he is a YouTuber that does a lot of quite vapid videos that are just him going around a bit called like shirtless prank or whatever. So he's in yeah, like a, yeah, yeah. a fleece with some padding and then he's like, he's wearing glasses and he's like, goes to these groups of girls and he's like, hey, so here here's a picture of this guy. Like, would, would you pump or dump? Like, and they're all like, oh, I would pump. And, and he's like, okay, well, he's actually here right now. And they're like, what? No, he's not. And he's like, yeah, if you just uh, close your eyes, and he takes off his glasses and he like, he's topless. It, it's just loads of that, but just repeated. So it's quite a like, mm-hmm. um, silly YouTube channel. And he's been, he'd been posting that stuff for ages, like prolific with it. And over the last three weeks, I fully recommend if you haven't heard of this, go and check this out. Cause it's, I mean, it, it's quite, it's quite heartbreaking really, but maybe three weeks ago, he's clearly had an, a psychotic break. Um, maybe taken ayahuasca based on some of the things that he said and his videos have just changed entirely to 
enlightening my friend, enlightening my manager, enlightening my parents. And it's just a Zoom call of him crying, talking absolute nonsense. <laughs> um, and like completely lost it and like i i, I think the, the guy needs help but like people are commenting being like not being able to take his shirt off in public during quarantines really got to Connor these days like <laughs> maybe he doesn't need help maybe maybe, it's, maybe he is the thing. the arbiter maybe. of wisdom yeah he is the help possibly have you considered that he might just be enlightening everyone with his with his, his tears maybe fuck man so i mean this is that's one of the problems of having a persona like tons and tons of people have personas it's fine like if you want to go through your life and not do the introspective work and not deprogram all of the bits and pieces like have at it but when you then have millions of youtube subscribers or followers online you you margin you leverage you've like entered a position and then leveraged it 50 hundred thousand ten thousand times and you realize the persona gets much, much bigger than it would have been. And then the observers and commenters on the downfall are also like significant like, orders of magnitude bigger. Oh, that's so true. It is, it's leveraging your trade, isn't it? Like having a psychotic breakdown is bad enough, but doing it with like 1.7 million subscribers or whatever. <laughs> 100 miles an hour. Yeah. Oh, God. And his parents are just like, Connor, is, are you joking with us? Like, I don't know what's going on. Like, we're we're proud of you and then his dad just it's like a two hour long thing and his dad just leaves halfway through fuck man he just leaves his camera on just empty empty room jesus psychedelics are one hell of a drug pretty scary stuff the final boss in the last level isn't it johnny you said you had you had three things what are the other one of them was morning pages the other one's a shite man oh go on (laughs) i just just to raise something first did you both see that elon musk talk about being red pilled well, I mean, I don't know what you mean by red-pilled. Can- he- was it the cancel-cancel culture one? No, the one where he just talks about how he's giving everything away. Oh, yeah, on Joe Rogan. Giving away all his shit. He's done Alex Becker. He's done Alex. Do you know who Alex Becker is, Chris? He's the so wokest, empty house, trillionaire He's got a, he's got a Yeah, he's got a YouTube channel where he's, he's very, he's quite arrogant in the first segment of every video, but very aware of the fact that he's arrogant. And his latest video is like, can you believe that Elon Musk is trying to mimic me like, this is unacceptable. But anyway, so Elon Musk's giving everything away. I just thought that was interesting. Do you know what his reason? Well, you, you'll know it, but Yusuf, so this is the most Elon Musk thing that you could ever say about <laughs> why. So Rogan's like, am I right in thinking that you're selling, like, all your cars except for a couple of Teslas, all your possessions, all your houses, selling everything that you own? And Musk's like, yes. That, uh, so why is that? And he pauses for ages i don't know whether it's because on the most recent rogan he's like feeling a little bit anxious last time he tanked his stock price maybe he's just in a weird space like from work or whatever but he's he's not flowing at the same rate he was last time with rogan even that was like a trickle and this is just like a single drip once every 30 seconds he's so slow which is kind of nice it's considered and cool and interesting if you want that but it's not for a lot of people, I doubt it would have been quite as engaging. But anyway, he um, he's sort of, why why are you selling all of your stuff? And he goes, uh, well, kind of, I kind of see possessions as an attack vector. That's a very Elon thing to say. Yeah, it's be- it's because he's just had R two D two and he wants to 
make sure that he's so he, he ah, about... three D two. That's what he wants next, isn't it? Is it just his, his new baby. son, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. How he he added like A twelve or something onto the name, and that's related to a bomber or a jet or something, and or a CIA secret project or something. Yes, like that. it was the it was yeah. the predecessor to the Blackbird or whatever it that's was. It. That's yeah. it. The first iteration of the super how to get your jet. son bullied. But I suppose if you it like Elon Musk's if you, you're going to have a jetpack anyway and a, yeah. like a cyborg thing on your head. It'd be the first one on Mars, so it won't matter if you get bullied on it. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. But um, he, when he when Joe asks him about because Elon's like, oh, it's been really interesting having a kid because you you watch them learn and you realize that actually like the neural net of a of a of an AI is really similar to a human brain and stuff like that. And you're like, I like, part of me thinks Elon, that's a weird thing to say, mate. But at the other t- at the other side, like I've been thinking about that conversation about AI since I listened to it, which is about a week ago or whenever it came out. Cause Joe's like, why would you want to mimic an AI? I can't remember the exact question. It's like, why is an AI trying to be like a human? And then Elon's like, well, a, well, like you, you take parts of it, but you don't exactly duplicate it. So like a plane doesn't fly like a bird, a submarine doesn't swim like a fish. You take like the underlying principle and make it more efficient in doing the thing that you're trying to make it do. Mm. I just think when I hear Elon Musk talk about AI, he's so comfortable with it. About what is well, obviously it can. But his his when it, it's like hearing anyone that's an expert in anything that he evidently has to do a lot of work to take himself from where he is to down to the yeah. level. Yeah, he nose dives by forty thousand feet in a desperate attempt to use language which is even slightly understandable to the cleverest people that are listening. And it's that's what I think a lot of the work is that he's conscious of the fact that he could talk about like the synaptic properties of myelin wrapping around like blah blah. But what he actually needs to say is it's it's kind of a little bit like the internet or like it's a little bit like you know like he needs to everything's an everything's an analogy that normal people can can understand. Mm. He's just such a first principles. Guy, he's a he? motherfucker, like, man. He's such a motherfucker. And the fact that you've been thinking about his conversation for this long shows that it's like, ah, yeah, maybe if there's ever something that you hear at the time that you're like, oh, it's fucking shit, and it sticks with you for a long time, that means that the person that said it is far smarter than you are, and you have then been forced to reflect on it. Yeah, to him it's completely obvious. But then when you're like... Yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> he's a ba- he's an absolute badass. Uh, Seth, have you been doing anything else? Any other stuff been happening? What's that? What you got in your hand? A little net. Oh, so it's your sleeping things. I got some uh, titanium earplugs. I, I saw an Instagram ad for them this morning. Did you? You've probably been retargeted because so yeah, I'm I'm getting some really good Instagram adverts at the minute. You know, like they're all stuff. I'm like that is bang on what I, I was like. talking to Becca about this yes the other day. Like, I'm I'm coming round to your idea, Johnny. That like you know people are like oh I don't want Facebook knowing my mm. whereas I'm like well actually if they get me cool you, stuff like this you don't you do want know shit that, advertised. You do know that you two have the same Instagram. Yeah, I know. That's what's most impressive about it. But you're like well, you're the both same of, person, yeah, you both of your interests are quite aligned like both of you would look at a pair of titanium sleeping earplugs and go yeah the, yeah the only difference between me and johnny is one's paid and one's organic but like apart from i thought that, one was one was arab and one was aryan is that not the difference well yeah one's syrian fire, dry roasted and i think one's other, it's one carbonated it, one's paid and the other one tries to use ad credit vouchers <laughs> <That's> the, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, that was 
That okay, so tell us, you've got, you've got some earplugs. What are they? So, you know, I was saying on the last episode that my neighbours have the loudest sex at all times of day. The guy is some kind of stallion going at like 45 minutes at a time, just like ramming the headboard. I can only assume it's that. It might They might be doing like the Joe Wicks um, daily bash furniture around um, <laughs> workout, workout or something. Um, but yeah, perfect. The titanium in the centre is meant to cut out bass frequencies and they are pretty silent. Wow. So do you know what worries me about stuff like that is that someone's going to sneak up on me in the middle of the night and I won't be able to hear them, <laughs> which I know is ridiculous. Well, luckily, I've got the shoehorn that you guys got me, and it's the perfect weapon. It's right next to it the, a, the door. A, it is a fucking yeah, weapon. Yeah, it's got yeah, such yeah. a weighted tip as well. I know. Dean's got the same one, man. Oh, I bought an eye mask from uh, Amazon that's got like a ring around it that sits on your eyes. So do either of you use an eye mask? Bro, we covered this on a, a Life Hacks mm. episode. Did I talk about my eye mask? Mm-hmm. Did I? Mm-hmm. Shit. Well, not that it's a bad thing. Tell us again. Some people want well, to just so, so normally an eye mask is like presses on your face. And when you try and open and close your eyes, it, it obviously the eye mask resists against the eyelid movement. Mm-hmm. So you become more aware of it. You're more likely to pull it off. This one has foam rings that lifts it away from your eyes. So mm-hmm. your eyes are free, can move freely. Um, and then you basically just feel like you're in a dark room. It's quite I, strange. I'd heard... Very good, like... I'd heard something to do with uh, how much drier your eyes are when you have an eye mask which presses on your eyelids as well. Because oh, really? any yeah, yeah. any um, moisture or whatever that's seeping through your eyelids will get picked up by Yusuf's gone and got. Is that the same one? Is that the exact one? It's not exactly. It's very, very similar. Extremely okay. similar. Go yeah. put it on for us, Yusuf. Wow. That is- so what's, the, what's the light seepage like? Like, can you still see light around, probably around the bridge of your nose, I imagine? If I move it down a bit, then zero. Yeah. That is peak virgin, isn't it? Pretty complete. Well, you know what's also peak virgin? Either virgin or long-term relationship. Yeah, one but of the no, two. Nowhere in between. Uh, well, I mean, that's that's both me and you, that, isn't it? <laughs> look at that. Is that a velvet, a velvet finish? Oh, he can't hear us. Yeah, look at that. Oh, oh you can oh. hear us. He's, un- he's unplugged his headphones. You don't fuck about, man. Um, very, yeah. So... Yeah, and what's your sleep? Have you been uh, alternating tracking sleep quality on Whoop? Eye mask, no eye mask. Yeah, I had the eye mask uh, thing on. Yeah, I've also been. Did I tell you about the um, four sigmatic reishi uh, elixir that I've been trying? I told you about that. It's mushroom. It's something to do with mu- if it's from four sigmatic. Elixir. It's mushrooms, Set an alarm it? for nine a.m. <laughs> elixir. Hey, elixir. Add this to my shopping list. Elixir. Hey, elixir. Um, no, so it's uh, it's. I mean, to be honest, it's lovely. It's like a hot chocolate, um, but it's got mushroom in. But you can't taste the mushroom; it just tastes like a, an earthy hot chocolate. Mm. Um, that I think it affects. So I, I drink that, and then I meditate, and then I go to bed. I think it causes low-level like things to happen in my visual field when I meditate. How? soon after drinking it do you meditate um 10 minutes how long does something take to go from mouth to any area of the body which can absorb whatever's just gone into your mouth yusuf could be from instant to several hours like it may it may it may not be that i just think unless it's unless it's literally going through the capillaries of your mouth like sublingually it, it seems unlikely that it's going to... Completely agree. Yeah. Completely agree. It's purely anecdotal. That I think that might be what I've experienced. I'm, exci- I'm excited to try that, man. I've, I've been 
fucksing around with some serious supplements recently. So um, Jigsaw Health, that were the company that Ben Greenfield advised for magnesium supplements, number one magnesium supplement in America, like very okay. ex- very expensive. Well, not very expensive. They're like they're premium premium quality. It's like buying the best of anything, I suppose. When you compare it with my proteins zma tablets or whatever you know like anything's going to be expensive compared which with is, that which is exactly what i have yeah so <laughs> this this stuff they have mag srt which is slow release you take through the day so you take four of those through the day and then they have mag soothe on a night time which is a pre-bed drink like a tart cherry sort of drink really really nice but the volume of magnesium that i'm getting in me is so high that i can't even track the actual amount on whoop so Whoop's maximum amount is 600 milligrams, and I'm well over that because of this amount. Um, is it chelate? Sh- chelate? Magnesium chelate? I can't remember. I'm not sure. Um, it's, Have a look. So that, and then they make this adrenal cocktail, yeah. which is, what's what's chelate mean? Is that the is that the It's just the, 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 when you hear people, when you get into the world, the magnesium world, which is bigger than you'd think, yeah. um, a lot of people talk about, Chelated, a chelated form of magnesium as being the best for pre-sleep, which is what is in this. It's it, it, it's really legit. So that plus, uh, I've got finally managed to find a good CBD brand, um, and the most recent stuff that I've got is ten thousand milligrams. So the the concentration's insane. It's like the most viscous thing that you've ever seen. So that plus the Mag SRT plus this new Mag Soothe um, is. I've just been fucking around because why not? You've got nothing else to do during lockdown. <laughs> um, that and then adrenal cocktail on the morning. Also now doing NAD and NMN and resveratrol every day. Um, interesting. It, interesting impact on mood, interesting impact on training output and um, other bits and pieces. But fuck knows what's going on, man, you know? Like, <laughs> fuck knows. You ah. just did a video about CBD. Okay. I have actually. Hit us, tell uh, us. What do you, what do you know about CBD? Well, well received. Well, um, so the the full full breakdowns on our on the website, but it just basically is it available, some, sorry is it available on YouTube as well. On sorry on YouTube, yep. Um, on the website, the website. <laughs> it's just like the, 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 know, the, the, the video website, the, yeah, the site, the site that we have. So the 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 framing of the question, and actually every time we're asked about CBD, people are like, oh can you talk to us about the benefits of CBD? And you're like, well, even in the question, you've you framed it as like you wanting it to be beneficial, and Ultimately, it's a neurotransmitter that is going to be that's going to have a wide range of functions. So I just talked through the diff- the data on um, mood, sleep, anxiety, like all these kind of uh, these, these kind of effects. And it that the answer is really that it has some effects for certain problems, but it's new. We don't know a massive amount about it, and personally. I, like I think I've not had any personal experience with this, so I can't talk anecdotally. It's just uh, some of the data on it. But to be honest, I recorded it over a year ago and just uploaded it because someone was asking me about it. So I think we'll we'll all have to go back and watch the video to, <laughs> to check it. It's well, let me, let me okay. see. Let me see if I can speak to the company that sent this. It's basically each bottle is over a hundred. It's a hundred and ten pounds a bottle of this stuff for like twenty. Is this the CBD or the magnesium? CBD. The MagSooth, MagSooth's much more... Um, much what do you, what do you, do you get? Is it a rela- relaxation benefit from the CBD? Yeah, looking- the, the problem yeah. is that because I received everything at the same time, adrenal cocktail, Mag SRT, MagSooth, 
and yeah and that like i i have no way of identifying what's happening that pre-workout you gave me chris like I've not even touched it because it's terrifying. Which Some of one? the which one? <laughs> the one from the party. This, this, yeah, like blue raspberry pot. Oh, of, that's that's uh, a that's a nootropic. That's not a pre-workout. It endless, like endless, endless, endless. Bloody hell! <laughs> yeah, it's that's something that I, I want to give away to Johnny's mate who just loves pre-workouts and that kind of thing. Because well, I hope he's not. The, uh, there's no beta alanine in it. There's no uh, nitric oxide in it. There's it's no only like ten grams of caffeine. I mean, what, what's that going to do? How many that's grams are there in, in it really? How, what's the what's it? Because I imagine that's normally what you're most scared of is the caffeine. It's the caffeine, but there's loads of stuff in there that you like huperzine A and all this stuff that you just like stuff that's that's given pigeons seizures. And you're like, <laughs> I, I think I'm, I'm all right. <laughs> Oh God! Like, what's what's most enjoyable? <laughs> just just imagining what it must be like to be burdened with this kind of knowledge that you have, <laughs> that you know off the top of your head. <laughs> it's how it plays out in reality. Is you pick up the tub, you look at the back, and go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what you thinking? This is giving. This would give a pigeon a seizure. <laughs> What was it you told us about the other day where you found out it was the main ingredient in Febreze? Oh, uh, the, like this cyclical... Cyclic um, dextrin. Cyclic dextrin, yeah. Because it just <laughs> binds to all the smell. The, <laughs> something that cracked me up the other day is... So when, when you're in a hospital, obviously, like, <clears throat> you've got the standard doses of stuff that you would give. Oh. And, like, at the upper end of those doses, you're like, oh, that's a bit scary. Like, I'd, And sometimes, like we had a guy in a cardiac arrhythmia the other day and he had very low magnesium on his like serum magnesium on his previous uh, blood test and we were like oh we should give him some replacement i think it needs to be iv max dose so i can't remember off the top of my head something like 500 milligrams <laughs> and so we like i called the cardiology registrar and i was like i want to give some you know if it's 500 milligrams okay like he's quite low and he was like oh, just slap in two grams I'm like two grams like this is you know and it says on like the the formulary like do not give more than 500 milligrams and you're like okay you're the expert but when when someone in their specialty is like it'd be fine just give four times the maximum in that scenario do you not think like fuck i should record this i should get this guy to sign something so i i know someone that when they when so sadie when she gets like dodgy advice from someone or they're dismissive she's like Okay, no problem. I'll just document that. What's your full name and GMC number? Okay, thank you. And um, and then oh, uh, okay. And they'll well, isn't it isn't it the case that and this is something that um keeps on being brought up by Ben Shapiro, which again, man, I'm not I'm not going to be a Ben Shapiro fan for the rest of my life. I'm not going to be like an avid listener. But fuck me, at the moment during COVID, he's such a great wealth of information, bro. Honestly, and the fact he speaks at two times speed means you don't need to put two times speed on. Which is, you know, also also a good benefit. Um, one of the things that he's talking about at the moment is this Dr. Fauci, um, who's the guy that's guiding most of the epidemiology for America, being criticized for the fact that he says that reopening is going to increase deaths. But there's a, um, was it perverse incentives going on here? Because Dr. Fauci, if he says 
that doing something won't cause deaths and then some deaths happen, he fucked. Whereas if he always <laughs> errs wildly on the side of caution, like no one is ever going to string him up for saying that people shouldn't do something, then them not doing it doesn't cause, and, and the deaths don't occur, that's, you know? That's a very good point. Like, if the economy collapses, you can be like, well, I was just given medical advice, so... Well, that's yeah. the, also, that's the thing. That's the thing. The, th- the point is that virologists, epidemiologists, public health experts, their job is not to get the economy moving. Their job is to try and reduce the number of infections. They don't care about the collateral damage because that's not their specialty. Like the specialty for, I mean, who is it? Is it an economist or like, uh, I guess like an industry? Yeah, well, just like all the policymakers. Speaking of which, did you see Trump talk about um, inject, was it injecting disinfectant? Like bleach, basically, oh, yeah. Yeah, so funny. People did, that's, died because of that, I think. That's been kind of spun a number of times. Shapiro, again, has gone through that in, in fairly big detail. And this is the real insidious thing that's happening most of the problems that were caused by Trump talking about either um, <clears throat> ingesting sunlight or this hydroxychloroquine stuff. Or Which is the, now shown to increase or cause mortality because of cardiac arrhythmias. Um, or cause mortalities. Well, well, it's so bad, Sorry, isn't it? Or cause, uh, yeah. Um, but, risk of death. Yeah. But uh, the, most of the problems that came about from that wasn't what he said. It was then the media taking what he said extrapolating that out into worse things the guy's face people reading people reading what they'd said about what he'd said that wasn't what he'd said and then when you take something which is on the knife edge of potentially being bad advice and like use nefarious language to then push it well well into the territory of bad advice it's like that's your fault that's not yeah. his fault. I mean, don't get me wrong. The, the guy says some idiotic and reprehensible shit every so often, but you were the delivery mechanism for this particular fucking social virus. The trouble is most, most media outlets are, are profit-driven and they just need circulation, views, and attention. So Dang. like their, in, their incentive is not necessarily to provide the best, like most balanced, most researched piece of information. Which is why something like that, like uh, to 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 me, like that. Some I think one of the journalists said to Trump while he was saying it, like people aren't tuning in to these briefings to be given like speculative. This might work. It's it's like basic advice that you should be get like advice to the, to the, that is applicable to everybody. Reassuring, you're on it. You're doing the right thing. Don't mention like maybe. You know, you're looking into that, aren't you? Like bleach works, doesn't it? You're looking into that, aren't you? And then, like, sp- spins to the, the scientist who's like, uh, um, yeah, no, yeah. And then, like, it's like if you give the, the media some, like, a file, a video file where they can snip it and make it look shit, like, they can that's do what they want. It's well, still I mean, kind of his fault. The line, the line between that and just deep faking now is becoming increasingly yeah, more true. blurred. Yeah, I love to see sometimes think. Faking that it's the the the, the you know yeah. there's a couple of videos of um they, they've labeled them as karens but i don't think i don't think any of them are actually called karen um going around like the states one, one of them's like sat in a car and she's like she's protesting that she shouldn't have to wear a mask because um because it it makes her sad that she can't look at people's faces or something and and someone else was like going around telling people to take off their masks in the in the street because they're like it's all just a conspiracy and actually like it's wearing the mask is what's weakening us all and it's killing our antibodies and and you're just like it's so interesting seeing like 
how this is playing out in different arse ends of America. How unfortunate is it if you're called Karen? At the like minute, if you're yeah, listening terrible. to if you're listening to this and your name is Karen and you're not a mental conspiracy theorist, I want to talk to the manager, please, lady, with like a a, a mullet. I'm I'm really sorry for you because your name, Karen and Sharon, have both been taken and just run with to be mm. the epitome of the I want to talk to the manager, please. Yeah. Lady. Margaret as well, sadly. Yeah. Uh, less, less so, so with Margaret, but so. Karen Delicious. and Sharon. It's, that's There's a the, really good clip. I can't. I think it's from. I think one of you guys might have sent me it, where it, someone was talking about um, a, a patient who was complaining about not having their child vaccinated, and um, and they were kicking up a fuss. And and the doctor said to them, "Have you ever considered that the anti-vax movement was actually perpetuated by the Russians to weaken the health of the U.S. population?" And he said, like the combination of these two <laughs> contradicting paradigms on the head just exploded and she was just like had to go to somewhere in the countryside in a huge barn big farm at the big farmer sat there going the big farmer yeah, yeah exactly. the big farm. finally there's a guy you. on our instagram who you'll know who this is you said i imagine as soon as i i'm not going to say the name but a lot of his content at the moment is very like this is you know sheep go bar um, like everybody's doing this because the government wants us to stay inside and it's all part of a big and like it's just interesting when you see stuff like that there's a lot of there's a lot of thought gone into that viewpoint like he's not it's not just like it doesn't or it doesn't people seem people are sophisticated man mm, doesn't seem like cast off like ah oh, this just isn't isn't important like it's a very well formed or it's a very well thought out view and you think it like it's just a weird thing to, to think about. When they're it? going as far as to say that the coronavirus doesn't exist. And like, it, I mean, mm. obviously for, like for me, it's a bit different. Cause like, it's like, well, just come to work with me one day and like, <laughs> you can kind of solve that, yeah. solve that belief. <laughs> mm -hmm. But yeah, like the amount of it, but it's, it, I think this is where emotion comes before rationality. And so you come to the conclusion first and then with, with the emotion and then the brain tries to create and form arguments to support that notion rather than the other way around. And we all do it to an extent, but this is like to the end game of, I don't like being told what to do. I think big farmers behind it all. Yeah. And I'm going to create well, and find evidence again, to support that. Again, I, I think I've told you guys about this, that compensatory control mechanism that Matthew Syed had in the times. Did I tell you this on the last episode? Okay, so this so. is like the fifth time I've dropped it on the podcast now, so sorry to everyone that's listened, but Johnny and Yusuf obviously have a lot of content to absorb that doesn't include this podcast. Um, <laughs> compensatory control is the um, tendency for people in periods of uncertainty to, to find meaning in things which have no meaning. So people that are given an uncertain medical diagnosis are more likely to see patterns in meaningless static than those that aren't, and this is replicated across a number of different studies, and at the moment... Matthew Syed's thesis, uh, hypothesis, is that um, people would much sooner presume that this global pandemic is due to the plans of some malign scientists than the chance mutation of a silly little microbe. And having that paradigm in your mind, compensatory control, explains so much. People just want to have a narrative. They want to personify what's going on. What's this? There's, there's a reason behind this. It's like, no, sometimes shit stuff just happens because there is a chance that some shit stuff will happen. And this is the same, what you were talking about there, like people who have um, 
slightly bizarre worldviews that are incredibly sophisticated is what I saw when I did that uh, evolution and dating episode with Rob Henderson. And this guy came in and gave this fucking thesis length comment on YouTube about... Um, oh no, sorry, it was when I did the one with Chelsea Ferguson from uh, AdmireMe.VIP. This big long thing about how I was um, uh, manipulating the female dating market by still being single at 32 and that Chelsea was setting a terrible example. All this stuff, it was like just crawled straight out of 4chan or Reddit or MGTOW. You were manipulating the female dating market by being 32 and single? Yeah, in that I've tied up a bunch of... Um, he was presuming that I'd tied up a series of other girls' uh, relationship availabilities throughout the period of my dating history up until now. By doing that, I'd taken time away from a man who would have potentially got a look in had I not have been with them. That's uh, ridiculous. So assuming that that's assuming that the women have no free choice and can't decide what they want to do either. And the, that you, if you want to be in a relationship with someone, that's what's because happening. Because Chris is such a, a hunk. The, which is the the bizarre the thing is i literally couldn't fucking pay for it in 2020 so <laughs> like i i that that aside um <laughs> what i was surprised by was how how sophisticated it was he's got all different acronyms using all these different words oh this is it's because of the the um sexual market value crossover point of the of the 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 state this childhood epiphany i'm like oh, there is an entire body of work underpinning what you're talking about at the moment and the sophistication is scary it's like the same thing with flat earthers it was like they had they'd created ever increasingly elaborate models to try and work out why the thing was the thing that they thought it was because it wasn't so it needed have you seen i can't remember it was before um Copernicus's uh, view about the heliocentric, geocentric version of the universe. And if you actually look at this, it's at the top of Chris Sparks' article that Jordan Ayres loves about uh, increasing complexity. And if you look at the way that they presumed the universe, ha the solar system had to work, there were all of these crazy interweaving um like looping orbits that everything had to explain the fact that sometimes planets pass back and forth in opposite directions so the reason that that happens is because when you move quicker than something circling around something else you can actually see it go in a different direction but they had from above this net image of like what was that thing you used to have as a kid where you'd draw not a scale extric do you know what i mean gyroscope no gyros yes but no it was like a, a you put a gel pen on the end and you yeah. spin it around. Yeah. yeah, you've just run out of battery, haven't you? you yeah, you need. I have. Is it sounding? It just when, it when just, the when it's on your mic. Yeah, yeah, it's ah. it's fine. Anyway, let's call that as the end of the episode. We didn't even get onto Boris's announcement, but it was fucking shit. It was forty-five minutes of confusing hyperbole that that didn't really explain what was going on, and I. I don't if you mustn't spend. work, then you do, and if you shan't, then you can, and if you get the bus, then don't, but if you... Go outside. Don't, don't, could. don't go outside. I, I, but stay outside for as long as you want, or as long as you need to, for unlimited time, but but not if you have to work, and you shouldn't. Go to work, but don't take public transport. I mean, take public transport, but wear a mask. Oh, fuck off, man. Honestly. Uh, anyway, boys, thank you so much. Where should people go? They want some macros, or they want to pivot to go to become an online coach? Propinfitness.com forward slash modern wisdom if you want to um, become an online coach or transition existing services online and then propinfitness.com forward slash 
forward slash calculator if you'd like some macros. Lovely. Everything will be linked in the show notes below. Thank you to everyone for tuning in. I hope that you uh, enjoyed that little catch-up episode. I know that I do. These timely ones are really, really fun and cool. Got any questions, comments, or feedback? You know where to go. Just tag us on Twitter, give us a message on the, or leave a comment on YouTube, whatever it might be. For now, gentlemen, thank you very much. Okay, bye. Thank then. you. Speak soon.